I'll answer your questions, but I'm not. Well, you can me. ask me questions too if you I like. I don't know what to ask. Why not? You don't, I don't have, know. Why do you have questions you think of all the time? No, I do not. You ask me all the time. What did you spend this money on? Well, yes, that's what people. <laughs> that's what the world wants to hear. This is the small business podcast that is sweeter than all the rest: marketing, media, and cupcakes. This is episode two, uh, two of marketing, media, and cupcakes. I'm John with my beautiful wife Angel, and we're here uh, as both small business owners. And uh, Angel actually has a full time gig as she does customer service training. What what does that mean exactly? I've been married to you for four years. I don't know what that means. What does that mean exactly? What does what mean exactly? That you're a customer service training person. What does that mean? <laughs> so well, I'm not a training person. So okay. my official title which is terrible because um, I made it up is um, is a I am I am the difference between you being successful at your job and not so I explain to you how the business runs what exactly that you will do the computer systems you will use how to use those computer systems and, and these are for call center do, people for call centers correct right. so I'm always I've always said people always have a different idea about those in customer service they think people in customer service are idiots say, are stupid uh-huh. um or or they're not in our country correct um, which is the united states in case anybody's wondering exactly so unfortunately what i say is if customer service was easy then everybody would do it um and i dare say that the majority of you listening to this if you've ever worked in customer service or even in a retail setting um it's not easy it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if i get to sit on you know sit in a chair and talk on the phone it's not simple because you're dealing with people like you and me um, that want what they want and expect a certain level of service. And can you tell the story about the the lady that called wanting what was it a twenty year old um, catheter or something like that? What was that's a funny oh. story. See, I just ruined it by saying it, but well, it's... it wasn't a catheter, so that you you're no no ruinage there. But no. <laughs> um, we um, we have where i work we had products we had a a part of the company that was sold off many years ago um i think it was somewhere around 99 and we had a customer literally call in looking for a replacement for her um i'm gonna say it it was her douchebag um so she is still using her disgusting 30 plus year old douchebag and apparently we were silly enough to put in their lifetime guarantee so that if she on the douchebag so if she wanted a new douchebag she needed to just give us a jingle and we would (laughs) replace the bag the tubing the all the little accoutrements that came with it and and so the douchebag is no longer manufactured by your company because it's been sold off correct so how do you, so this is a this is a great example the douchebag scenario that I'm sure we all discuss everywhere yes, yes. in the douchebag scenario how do we how did you handle that So we basically explained that we no longer sold said douchebag but we gave them the name of the company that did and the phone number so we weren't going to leave them hanging uh, <laughs> uh, without their uh whatever but we were able to give them the name of the company and explain to them where they could go um and acquire said replacement pieces and parts. Oh, there you go. 
Well, yes. and again, I mean, and you know, what's funny, you know, in to me, customer service. And when I met Angel, you know, she told me she did customer service and she just had, as you can tell, she's got that customer service voice. She, she makes fun of me with my little radio voice every now and then I get into, but she has also, you know, if you, if you were at our house, which I don't know why you would be, but when the phone rings and it's always a spam call, but she'll always pick up the phone and it will just do it, pick up the phone. And this is Angel. How can I help you? Right there. I mean, and that's what sold me when I met her. On the phone, I think I called her the first time and I heard her say that because she didn't know it was me calling. And I heard that and I'm like, oh, <laughs> because I, I, I just appreciate a, a female with a great voice. So uh, so she's been doing this customer service stuff, which I think is great because customer service is, is horrible nowadays. It's across. And, you know, I know we're getting older and we say, oh, the kids are no good at it. But, you know, let's talk about good places so we won't get in trouble. But like, for example, we'll be careful how we say this, but we dealt with our kitchen remodel. We dealt with KitchenAid. And I remember you said they were very good on customer service when we had some issues. Their their customer service department was, did all the right things as far as like, tell me what you were like, exactly. what things you were looking for. Well, again, I mean, they were, um, they were clear they uh were Empath- at time they empathetic. were empathetic yep. um they took action they apologized um and they said you know they said we will fix this um to their discredit is that they they lacked follow through yeah. they lacked follow up um when i have to call and ask you know repeatedly for things so i think that's again not that any Outside of being customer service or not, when you tell someone you're going to do something, you should do it. Um, If you tell someone you're going to call them back on Friday with an answer, you call them back on Friday. Even if you don't have an answer, Mm -hmm. you call them back. Um, So it's, it's, it's one of those things that I demand superior customer service no matter who right. i call because it's demanded of me every time i answer the phone so so l- let me ask about the elephant in the room we all know that a great deal of customer service is outsourced uh, generically to india is is the problem with customer service outsourced and i know for a while you had to deal with customer service in india is it is it actually a um a, a, just a cultural problem or is it a training problem? Because I'm sure there are, there's people would just not do customer service in India if they were just that bad. I think, is it because some places just don't do the proper training with the overseas folks? I think it, you have to look at your call center and what your business is, because I think some of them are able to effectively do what they need to do, regardless of where the people sit. Mm-hmm. But when you have a certain type of business like, my particular one that I work in, um, there has to be a level of understanding. There has to be a level of um, connection with what's connection going on, with yeah. what's going exactly mm-hmm. the connection of understanding. Um, because again, the cultural thing to me was the number one problem. Mm-hmm. They didn't understand um, the importance of certain things. This this particular thing is extremely important. It has to be. It's a life saving type of thing. You can You have. There has to be a sense of urgency and right. a sense of. And they had none of that. Yeah. Um, and it, again, so maybe. Just, so maybe for some other business that's not time critical, maybe it's it would work. So the, there's correct. obviously scenarios. I know. And again, it, again, it, I'll flip this over. To the United States, uh, I was working with a nonprofit. Um, 
I was doing their media and their production, but we were working with a consultant figuring out why books and so forth that was part of this nonprofit, uh, it just, we weren't getting good results. And so we, and the guys who ran it here where I worked in the, in the office would do spot check calls, but they didn't do the correct kind of calls. So one time we were there in the office, we're kind of doing a secret shopper thing. We call up and, uh, the girl answering the phone, you could tell she was young. She was going off a script. She didn't know the books. She it was like, you know, and, and so our guy was saying, so, oh, we have, well, what other books do you have? Well, I have this book. Would you tell me about it? And you, oh, hold on. It, this is a book about that, 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 that and, and you could tell she's just reading it. And there was just, it was very like, you know, you could just tell it was, this is a person who's just reading scripts and here taking orders. Um, and then we called a competitor, that's not really a competitor, but another nonprofit's call center. And it was like, hey, how can I help you? And yeah, this is a great product. You're going to love this. And you could tell they knew what they were doing. And it was a, it was a, both call centers were completely on the other side of the country, but it's a training issue. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a thing. And, uh, and so that's part of what you do because your call center is not where you're at, but it's, they receive and they train. And yeah, I mean, we, as we spend a lot of time, we try to make it a, a, a transparent experience yeah. that no matter who you're talking to, the person on the phone should be representing our company. And when you don't represent the company in a very positive light, it reflects badly on it. I think it's good to, to hear this part because you might say, well, what does this have to do with marketing and media and cupcakes? Well, you know, this is Angel's background as, as her professional job, which you've been doing for 25 plus years now, and you're very good at it. And you hold the keys to this big company because you just know everything to train people. And, you know, even though my background is television, there is uh, with in television, there is a, 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 it's just like everything else. You want to give people a positive experience. And, you know, we were just discussing actually with our stepson and his girlfriend um, about having a good experience with, you know, some things they're doing with some part-time work. And, you know, it's difficult because it's, it, it's not, Everybody wants a good experience when they go shopping, but I, but I question if everybody wants to give a good experience when they're shopping <laughs> because um, I, I just see that happening. And I was brought up with that. I remember, you know, the uh, answering the phone at the first TV station I worked at because I, I had been beaten as a small child when I started working as a teenager. Somebody had shown a, a, a clip of some IBM motivational thing. And it was like, no phone at IBM rings more than three times. If you're the CEO and it rings and you're there, you pick it up. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's not your job or not. Um, so I'm all, and I'm still like that today. I was beaten into my head. You pick up the phone. Um, so when my phone rings at Ondo Media and I'm always picking up, hello, Ondo Media, this is John right away. And there's, it's hard because my cell phone will ring and I pick it up and there's times I probably shouldn't because it's, you know, late at night or something else is going on. And um, but that's customer service, and the one thing I've I've been very happy about, even though I, I it hasn't necessarily translate into into gigs for me, but I'll get you know I'm right there at my desk many days, and if I'm not at my desk, if I'm on a shoot, I've got my phone, my my voicemails forward to me from my main line. So if you call my company or email me, I know because I get a tap on the wrist on the iWatch or something, and I try to instantly say. Hey, uh, thanks a lot. I'm on something. I'll call you later on, or I call them right back. And I'm always amazed that almost 90% of the time people say, "Oh my gosh, that's so so great that you responded so quickly." And I'm like, 
why why couldn't you because it's it's it is a um you know like uber it's like if you don't grab the gig it's gone and uh, i have i have two clients that are very large clients for us that were literally um i either i can't remember one was an e- a call or an email and i literally called them back within moments and they were like and they and it set the tone that i will be responsive and that's that is something that's important to me even though you can look at emmys and what i do from a production standpoint that I I think my clients will say, but we like the fact that, and they don't, and they probably do it to the point where I should tell them to stop. But if we need to get a hold of John on the weekend because something has gone wrong and we need something fixed, we can do it. He's accessible and he doesn't yell at us. I probably should yell at them a little bit, but for the you most, should yell at them a but little for bit. The but most, it's okay. But I guess I want my company to be like that. I want to be the company where people say, he calls me right away. He called me back right away. He responded. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, I'll fix it, or here's my, here's my detailed strategy of how to fix your problem. It might just be, I'm in the middle of shoot, uh, I'm in the middle of a film on location for a couple of days, but I can, can I contact you on Wednesday? And typically that's all they need. It's just like, he's got it. We're good to go. Uh, cause we all know there's nothing more frustrating than sending an email to somebody, not getting a response back. And then you're hanging for two or three days and so forth. So I get, you know, when we talk about customer service, I just think that's that, um, I, there's something you'll hear a lot on the podcast for me is what I call perceived value. I, so I, I can't put enough on the fact that if you're starting your business and you don't understand customer service or that you need to respond to emails. And I know that sounds crazy, but I, you know, you and I have both dealt with, you know, your respective cup, cupcake, cupcake clients, but you know, I don't know, you de- deal with subcontractors and stuff with your full-time job where I can't get a hold of somebody here. I know they won't respond for three days. That's insane, and you can't do that, you know. So, so when you do a customer service training um, with you know somebody new, you're trying to orient them to the company and all that. What what's what is like the one thing you know the crown jewel that if I don't give them this, this isn't going to work, or they're going to walk out unprepared. Well, my my biggest thing for everyone, based on what we do, is I tell them be a hero. Mm, we have good. very we have very few opportunities in life to be a hero and with the products that we sell at my company um and the very simple and and you know little the little cost that goes into it you can literally be a hero mm-hmm. um don't argue with somebody over one extra case versus you know this Um, you know, I'm a bit, you know, I'm not saying rules be damned, but Mm -hmm. to some extent rules be damned if it's, if it's to the benefit of a customer, Mm -hmm. um, customer's always right. That's what they always said. Yeah. I've, I've never, I've never used those words to everybody because unfortunately our customers are fibbers. (laughs) We all know we're fibbers. You, you said you called twice, but you tell them you called 10 times. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we always exaggerate a little bit more because again, we believe, the old adage of before a little bit louder, that squeaky wheel is going to get the oil. And um, it's not necessarily the case, but I always, you know, I listen, I'm a big about listening to the person and it's not just what they're saying, but how they're saying it. And like, you know, John mentioned about my voice. I was again, very, um, 
very attracted to the sound of his voice. And I listen to other people's voices. And when we're having a conversation, and especially in a customer service environment, I try to tell people, listen to what they're saying, but listen to what how they're saying it. Are they speaking fast? Are they unsure of themselves? Are they angry? Are they frustrated? Mm -hmm. You can hear that. You don't have to see a person at times to know how they're feeling. And depending on where they're at, then you'll be able to act accordingly. And if they're, you know, if they're, if they're in a hurry, if they're rushed, if they have a thing, sometimes you have to attempt to slow them down to make sure that you're getting them what they need. Boy, yeah. And sometimes you have to. So my thing is always, what is it you can do at that moment when you can tell that there's a need to be that hero? Because well, my company makes uh, some great products and they make life's life-saving products. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not pushing staples and pencils, which is nothing yeah. wrong with that. And I'm not selling beer and cigarettes, which again, on a Friday night, who no, wouldn't want, yeah. who wouldn't want it. Um, but um, it's, it's about making sure that you are, yeah, again, being well, a hero. I, I like that. I love that being a hero. And, and uh, I know, what I say to my clients often is um, when I, I get people and I, I, I and I love these kind of clients, I would rather quite honestly deal with somebody who's never dealt with television or media before. I love it when somebody says to me, we've never produced a video or we've never produced a video for our company. Oh man, I just, that gets me excited because first of all, that means I'm not going to have to untrain somebody who says, we worked on this big project. Well, uh, then, I, then I'm already up against the fact that you may have had a good experience or you may have had an idiot that I've got to untrain you from what they told you. Um, but I always love in, in, in video. If you've not dealt with media, it's, it costs, it costs money. I mean, it, the, the easiest example I always say, if you want to get a good wedding photographer, you're going to pay $2,000 for a, just still photography for a night and some in Photoshop. And it's, believe me again, it's, it's, it's well worth it. Um, so for a commercial, of typically anywhere from fifty, you know, anywhere from um, a minute and a half to three minutes could be anywhere from twenty five hundred to five thousand dollars for me. And a lot of people sit there and say, "Oh my God, John, that's really cheap." And some of you will say, "Oh my God, it's that much." But that's just you know, depending on where you're at and what you know. Uh, but I always tell my folks, you know, we create this video, and we ma- I'm going to want to I'm going to make you look good for your boss. And hopefully your boss, when you show them this video, they're going to go, oh my gosh, where did you get this guy? And and there's these customer service things that that I try to do to help them, you know, in the fact that I know that I've had people call me up and they're just trying to get information. And probably 80% aren't, isn't going to go somewhere. They just wanted to know how much. And I start throwing out $2,500, $5,000, and they were thinking $500. And I'm sorry, you can't get a you know an ad in your new, newspaper for that. Uh, and other businesses don't blink an eye at it. But the, the fact of the matter is I, I always have to quantify it by saying, we're going to produce the best stuff. We're going to make you look great. And and you will, if you spend $5,000, my hope is that you will have all that money back and you'll be making $100,000 with that video. And you have to quantify those costs. Um, and so it's, again, it's... It, we're not really a podcast about how to be a millionaire or anything like that, but these are things I've learned over the years. And you mentioned the thing about asking customers things. You can kind of tell they're talking too fast, like me and different things. Um, and, and a buddy of mine, I, I, he was the GM at a radio TV network that I was at. Um, and he was very good because he was radio. Radio guys always do a little better job with just 
saying things than TV guys because we can just throw a graphic up. Um, but he used to always say at the end of the conversations or we'd be talking about ideas and ra- you know random thoughts and he would always say, okay, just to clarify, we're going to do A, B, and C. And, um, and it's a great term. And it's like, sometimes when my brain works, I get, I get those things. Like, I, I got to remember that because that's a great way to wrap up a conversation. So oftentimes I'll talk with clients. They're, they're, they're creatives and they're sitting back and they're like, la, 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 la. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. We talked about eight things now. So just to clarify, we're going to do a two minute spot that's going to do this and do this. And, uh, and what did I say I was going to charge you for this? And we go through all this. Um, and it's been a very useful tool for me. Um, just so I know, okay, we're all on the same page when we get done because as my wife will tell you, I get a little scatterbrained. I get off that phone call. Somebody else calls me and then I'm working on an, on an edit thing. And then, um, well, okay, what did I say I was going to do with those guys? And sometimes I take notes and sometimes I, I can't read my notes. So, well, that, and that's the same thing that we have to do when we're taught, when we're doing, especially problem solving and customer service. When someone just calls in and the, you know, they want an order, you, you do your thing and, and you move on and you give them the, the information they need. But when there's there's been a problem and you're trying to resolve it, uh, an order's been lost, freight has been you know misplaced, it's a weekend, it's a holiday, um, and God forbid there's an inventory issue on top of that, you have to clarify, this is what I can do. And I always emphasize to, again, in teaching and um sharing customer services, don't focus on what you're not able to do. Just tell them what you can do. That's good. This is what I can do for you. This is, I can do this. I can do this. I can um, get you to a douchebag supplier. I can if get you to a douchebag yes, supplier. Yes. Um, we can get you to somebody. And that's, you know, that's the key is what can you do? Because nobody wants to, I don't need the litany of what you can't do. Right. And I've done that again in my own encounters with customer service. I don't want you to tell me what you're not able to do, that you're not authorized to do this mm-hmm. or not authorized. And don't start policy talking to me either. Yeah. Well, our policy states, I don't care what your policy states. So I tell people, don't read back our policy yeah. you know, and to people. If they now, depends on the situation. But if somebody is in need of product or in need of something, then what is it that you are able to do? Don't focus on what you can't do. The take home. My my legendary mentor uh, from 610 WTVN when I worked there, Bob Connors would say, what was the take home today? The take home today from Angel was be a hero. Be a hero with your customer service. Make your clients look good. And we will see you next week on Marketing Media and Cupcakes. Connect with John and Angel via Facebook and Instagram and let us know your thoughts. Marketing Media and Cupcakes is a production of Ondo Media.